Hey guys, what is going on? It is episode number 48 and my name is Ashley Gillen. You can also call me hashtag going Gillen and this is how to be an actual real life human. Um, I do have a couple of technical difficulties throughout this podcast, but we, uh, you know, we stuck it out. We did the dang thing. Um, and this is about bad advice that you have probably received and you probably took. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a little bit longer. I think it, it ends up running about the full 30 minutes, uh, but this was kind of a fun one for me. Um, I'll probably do a part two where we will dive a little bit farther into some of some of the stories that I could tell you guys about my experience in the last 11 years um, in corporate America. But yeah, so check it out. Episode, um, I don't know, 48, I think I said, of uh, how to be an actual real life human where we talk about bad advice uh, that you have probably taken in the past. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, so if you guys saw the little intro, right, the title of the podcast or the intro on uh, the video on either Facebook or Instagram, uh, we're going to talk about bad advice. Um, and this is the kind of bad advice that most of you guys are taking. Like, I can almost guarantee that the majority of the people that will watch this video are taking this bad advice as if it's like how you need to live your life, okay? myself included. I am certainly no exception. Okay. Did you remember to share out to your mother-in-law? No, ma'am, I did not. And maybe it's early enough that she will actually get on. So give me just one second. Thank you for reminding me. Let me share this out to my mother-in-law, see if she is online and wants to jump on and uh, hang out with us. So give me, like I said, give me just one second. Ba, 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 ba. Sorry if you're on the podcast. You can't even see my beautiful face. So you literally have no idea what it is that I'm doing right now. Oh, you know what? I could send this to my grandmother too. She probably would appreciate that. All right. Send it out. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I appreciate you. Okay. I probably should restart the podcast, but it's fine. This is all part of the process, you guys. This is a reminder that you can do this. Like if you have any desire to go on a Facebook live and just like connect with your humans, this is like your reminder that you can do this. I'm not special. Hi, Kirby. Hello. And if Chris is sitting next to you, hello to Chris as well. My neck is itchy. <sighs> okay. So this is bad advice that you are probably taking. Okay. So every four months at work, I get called into a conference room or to an office or whatever. And I get my high, I get my quarterly review. Okay. So every quarter, what is that? Three months, right? Three, six, nine, 12. Yes. Every three months I get called into a room. Um, and you know, I used to get very, very nervous about these things because I was worried about what kind of feedback I might get, you know, I would get super like weirded out if that low network connection stays. I hopefully it comes back. I saw that happen to Jobet one second. Let me get off the Wi Fi. Okay. Mm, come on. Okay, I just so for Facebook, I just got off the Wi Fi. So hopefully it gets better. If it doesn't get better, like if it gets worse, will you guys let me know, please, and I will get back on the Wi Fi. But I think we probably have too many people trying to get on our little country internet because we do live in the country and we are literally using CenturyLink like to its max capacity. So uh, Jovette, Lindsay, if you guys on Facebook will let me know if that fixed it, if it's better, if I'm back and if I'm live again. Um, and like I said, if it doesn't fix it, then we'll either have to turn off Facebook or I'll try again to fix the whole Wi-Fi thing. Okay. So um, hopefully Nancy, will you let me know if you can see me? I just got a lost connection and then I lost Jovet. So hopefully you guys can see me. Okay. I'm going to just keep moving though. Cause I do have a podcast. Hi. Okay. I'm back. Good. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lindsay. All right. Um, so again, every four months I get called into an office and for my quarterly review, again, this is routine, right? It's not like, you know, 
I'm the only one getting called and everybody gets called in because it's, it's a quarterly review. Um, this is kind of, a, if you are a leader of people in any way, any capacity, if you own a small business, if you are a network marketer, if you are a manager at, you know, some corporate job or whatever, what is this? Kind of cool. I don't know what that does. Um, you should be meeting with your employees, your team, your staff more often than every quarter. Like, let's just hello, Adriana Arredondo. Um, you should probably meet with them like on a weekly basis. If you've got a really large team, then monthly. Um, if you find yourself in a habit where you're only meeting with your team when you're required to give them their reviews, uh, it's probably not very good. Uh, but anyway, so every quarter, you made it. I am required to go and get my quarterly review. And every quarter for the last 11 years, you guys, I've been with a company that I work for for 11 years. And every quarter, every three months for 11 years, so how four times 11, 44 times I've been called into a room to be told the exact same things. You need to be more professional. You need to dress more professionally. You need to speak more professionally. You need to carry yourself more professionally. You need to be less friendly, less outgoing, say less. You need to stop creating personal relationships with the staff. You need to tone it down a little bit. You're a little bit aggressive. You need to, yes, often, uh, Jovette, yes. Jovette said like weekly, at least. You really should meet with your team like pretty regularly. Anyways, you need to be more filtered. You need to dress more like so-and-so. I used to be told, um, and I'm not really told it anymore because my uh, director is a, is a dude. So it would be a little bit weird, but I used to be told, you know, Chris is my CEO. <laughs> yes. We meet on Fridays for margaritas. That's smart. Yeah. It's smart. Um, I used to be told uh, by uh, women that I've reported to in the past, you know, if you want so-and-so's job, like if you want to be promoted to the next job, then you need to dress like so-and-so, right? Because you should dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have, okay? That's a common, common feedback, common advice, right, that people give. It's not great advice. Again, this is all bad advice, okay? This is bad advice that a lot of us are hearing and more than enough of us are taking, okay? So again, you need to be more professional. You need to be less friendly. And I, I went back and pulled my reviews, guys, through like Workday, which is a thing that we use. And I pulled, these are literal like quotes from reviews that have been posted to my file, okay? Um, be more professional. Be less friendly. Stop creating relationships with your staff. Tone it down. Be less aggressive. Filter yourself. Dress more like so-and-so. Dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have, right? Um, so I think it's all bullshit. <laughs> Okay. Um, you know, that's, I was told basically, this is what you're going to have to do if you want to be a great leader. If you want to be promoted in this company, if you want to move to the next position, you need to do these things, right? This is what's going to give you the opportunity to have the job that you're telling me that you want the next step, right? In your corporate career. Okay. Um, you can do that news to me. Um, yeah, you can do that. I can, I can show you how. Um, so, to me, this is kind of similar. And I was listening to Jesse Lee Ward talk tonight and I was, I had typed up my notes, right. To talk to you guys. And then she started talking about this and I was like, these are the same things, right? It's kind of crazy. The alignment. Um, if you did all of that, you can be yourself. Yeah. So yes, Lindsay, absolutely. Yes. Let me get back to that. Okay. So, um, when you're told, right, be, be more professional, be less aggressive, filter yourself. Don't be so friendly. Stop making friends with the employees, blah, 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 whatever. Basically that's the exact same thing as when we tell our small children, 
you know, you have to color inside of the lines. You have to sit down and be quiet. You need to follow the dress code, raise your hand and wait for permission to speak. Grab the pass if you want to use the restroom, right? Stand in line, blah, 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 right? Basically, what the feedback that I am getting from my managers are that is that exact same feedback, right? So our entire lives from the time that we are we 90, we are told stop expressing yourself in the most authentic way, stop being you and start being more like what makes people comfortable, right? Follow the line, stay in line. Um, in kindergarten at both ISDs that I have kids in, they tell the kids to put bubbles in their mouth and to put their hands behind their back. So when they're walking, they're holding their own hands behind their back, right? So they don't touch things, they keep their hands to themselves and then they hold a bubble in their mouth. So like, right, so if you're walking like this, and you have a bubble in your mouth, it makes it really, really difficult, right, to to talk when you shouldn't be talking. So now my Instagram is going to mess up, but hope I think I just fixed it. Um, okay, so the, basically, it's the same thing, right? So the feedback that I'm getting as a full grown woman is basically, Ashley, you really need to start coloring inside the lines. Ashley, you really need to, you know, uh, put your hands behind your back and keep your hands to yourself, you know, whatever. It's bad advice. It's not good advice. Okay. But we believe it. We think, oh, gosh, you know, they are in control of my paycheck. They get to decide how much money I make. You know, they get to decide if I'm going to get promoted to the next role. They get to decide just like when we're little, our teachers, you know, are in charge there. We're supposed to respect them and listen to them. So if they say color inside the lines, then I probably should. I have started. Actually, I never stopped. But for Harper, if she wants to put on makeup for school, as long as they're not going to kick her out, she gets to. So sometimes she goes to school with like gold eyeshadow and like hot pink lips. And as long as her teacher is, you know, not kicking her out, I'm going to let her because I want her to be able to express herself. Right. So let me go back and read some of these comments. I was told I had too many promotions and raises and it was preventing me from getting another one. Oh my gosh, Adriana. No, I think there's some boundaries, but you should still be able to be yourself in my opinion. And that's why corporate America is so bad with a little X. Yeah. So sure. There are boundaries, right? I don't have them. <laughs> I agree that there are boundaries. Um, and that, you know, there are certain relationships and certain professionalism that has to be maintained or that needs to be maintained or whatever. Um, but I also just really suck at that. And I don't feel comfortable um, with these boundaries. I definitely have coworkers, people that I work with that are really, really great at keeping their personal life separate from their professional life. And I just am not good at it. It's not who I am. And um, it's probably a problem. But you know, whatever. There are other people that are, like I said, really, really great at it. And I have complete and utter respect for their ability to do that. Um, but yeah, so we're told these things over and over as children, right? Most of us want to like paint on the walls and just throw like glitter and, you know, like I said, gold glitter, eyeshadow and hot pink lipstick on and go like live our best lives. That's what most of us want to do, right? But the feedback that we get from very, very little all the way up um, is, you know, tone it down a little bit. So maybe Harper's going to turn out crazy because I, I let her do that, but whatever. I worked better with most of my coworkers when I created a friendship with them. So Lindsay, I, um, actually stand by that. I believe completely that if you want people to work for you, you have to work for them. And by work for them, I mean like, oh, she works for me, that relationship that works for me. Right. So if people like me, hmm, you buy things from people, you know, you like, you trust. Here we are again. Right. If people know me and they like me and they trust me, I don't agree with cussing in meetings or to each their own. Yeah. Go ahead. I cuss in all the meetings probably. Um, but yes, to each their own. That's absolutely true to each their own. So there is a level of like respect that I have when I'm getting this feedback um, because they're my manager. Right. That's 
they get to decide what they want me to do because they're my manager. That's what happens when you work in corporate America. Right. And that's why a lot of people are bailing from corporate America. And that's why, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, they get to say, so I have to respect that. Right. And I can choose what I want to do with it. I can either do it or I cannot do it. And then if I'm passed up for an opportunity, they told me so. Right. And I chose to chose to not listen. So, um, I don't remember what I was talking about, but anyways, we're going to keep moving on. Okay. So one time I hosted a six week training out of state. I literally by myself with a group of new hires hosted a six week training all by myself. Okay. So it was my responsibility to go to this other place. Um, hello, Chelsea Hartman. Hi friend. And, um, train these people. And I was surrounded by zero people that I knew zero people that knew the business, zero people that had ever worked for my company before zero, zero, zero. And I was out there all by myself. Okay. So I had a six month old baby at home. Um, and yes, I was very, sad and lonely. And I immediately started making friends with the new hires. And um, I told them about my child. I baller, hashtag baller. That's funny. I, you know, showed them pictures of my kids and of my husband. And we talked about, you know, life, whatever. Um, and when I got home after six weeks of being there, right, um, the feedback that I received was that the room was too relaxed that I was too friendly with the staff, um, that I, by telling them stories about my family, I allowed them to take advantage of me. I didn't create the right amount of fear or respect um, that I needed to maintain, right? A certain level of fear or respect. Um, and that they essentially felt as if they could quote unquote, walk all over me because we were homies. Okay. That's the feedback that I got. Um, and by walk all over me, what they meant when I said, what do you mean they walked all over me? I got, well, you allowed so-and-so to come back from break three minutes late and you didn't report it. And you know that you have to report it because three reports of tardiness in your first 90 days is termination. And they shouldn't, some of them shouldn't have even made it out of training. Right. So that type of walking all over me, heaven forbid, is what was happening, you know? Um, so, I was told basically that this class of 20 people, the very first class that we had opening up in this state was essentially doomed to fail, that none of them would make it past their first 90 days because I had not created the right culture. I had set them up for failure and now they were going to have to be retrained and reconditioned. Okay. Um, I, I let, honestly, to be honest with you guys, I left feeling like I had done a really great job feeling like the class was, you know, really, really set up for success. And they were excited about working for the company. They were excited about continuing to learn. They were excited about the relationship that they had developed with me, knowing that they had somebody that they could reach out to if they had questions, right? They were excited about the company. Um, and again, I felt like, you know, to be honest with you, if nothing else, I did develop some pretty good friendships because I'm still friends with some of the people. Some of them are still with the company. Some of them have been promoted to, you know, multiple levels above where they started at. Some of them have moved on to other companies and that's fine too. Um, some of them are trainers, you know, they're doing what I did for them a couple years ago. And so I didn't set them up for failure. I did not doom them. Right. But it was, it was funny because I left with a sense of pride that I had done a really good job. And when I landed and went back to the work, back to our home office, after being gone for six weeks, I was told basically like that was really sucky you did a terrible job and I was like wow like we are not the same right like the way that I am perceiving 
how you should treat people and what it takes to encourage people and lead people and get people to work, right, is not the same as some of the leaders that I have worked under, right? So again, do you know how much of the advice that I have listened to, right, that I have applied when I'm told be more professional, filter yourself, tone it down a little bit, calm down, use less highlighter in your emails, you know, whatever, to be honest with you guys. So that's a good question. How, me, how much of that advice do you guys think that I have taken into account in my 11 years in my career so far? So to be honest with you guys, I have taken at first, I took basically all of it into consideration. I tried really, really, really hard to put myself, I'm so sorry, Adriana, hopefully this records fine. And then you guys can uh, watch the live because I don't know what's happening with, with our service. It's been raining out here. I don't know. It's garbage. Um, so I'm just going to keep on moving. Cause like I said, I am recording a podcast too. Um, and hopefully the replay turns out fine. So sorry, you guys, it's sucky. Um, but let me get back to it. So at the beginning of my 11 year career, I took all of the advice into consideration, right? I really wanted to be successful. I wanted to change my family's lives. It was very important to me, right? That I get paid. I started as a temp. Um, so there was not even any guarantee that I would be hired at the job that I had worked really, really hard to get. Um, I, you know, I, I just wanted to be employed basically, right? I had a baby I needed to feed. My husband wasn't working. We were living with my parents because we couldn't pay the bills. Um, so at first, just like a small child would do, I listened to all of the advice. When somebody told me, you know, you're never going to be successful here if you continue to dress like that. You're never going to be successful here if you continue to be so nice to everybody. You don't want to be their friends, Ashley. You need them, them to be afraid of you so that they will, you know, do what you say. I, I listened to that. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was my first job, like literally my first job doing anything but waiting tables. So I was like, oh my gosh, I do want to be successful. I need this job. I want to get hired on full time. So I started to do the things. I started to take all of the bad advice and I literally started to lose myself. Okay. I realized at some point that I could not do it anymore. And here's the reason why, right? I told you guys that every four months, every three months, every quarter, I get the same feedback. So if I was listening to the feedback and I was implementing the feedback, then why three months later was I back in, a, in an office, sometimes a different office, sometimes a different boss, right? Multiple bosses over the course of 11 years. Sometimes my boss is boss, sometimes a team lead, sometimes, you know, whatever. Why did I keep getting called into the office if I was doing all the things? Well, because I'm it's impossible. It's only slightly possible to be somebody that you just are not right? Like, can we just be clear on that? So eventually the truth will come out, right? Eventually who you are is going to be exposed. So if you are pretending to be, you know, your boss, because your boss said, act like the job that you want, not the job that you have, you're going to be exposed, right? People, people can read phony and you can only fake it for so long. So basically what was happening is I would try really, really hard to be, you know, professional and awesome and all the things that I was supposed to be. And then the truth would start to come out. I would get comfortable. I would get put in a tough situation. And in order to make it through, I would have to just fall back on what I was good at, right? To get the job done. And it's funny because as long as the job is getting done, then nobody has anything to say to you, right? But then when it's time for reviews and it's like, oh, we need you to be this, 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 and that. And you're like, where were you when I was just like pumping shit out? Because 
whatever, that's different. Okay, so I would try really, really hard to be all the things that everybody wanted me to be. And then eventually I just couldn't do it anymore. I literally felt as if I could not breathe trying to be somebody that I'm not, right? So recently, um, and recently meaning multiple years um, of my career, and again, the reason that I get the same damn feedback every three months, every quarter, um, is that I've not done those things. I have not tried to be more professional. I have not tried to tone it down. I have not, I haven't changed the way I dress, but I literally work in my pajamas now. Um, I still have relationships, friendships with all the people that I work with. You know, I, I think that, like, I think it was Lindsay that said, one of the girls said, the, the more people like you, the more willing they are to work for you, right? I have felt more taken advantage of by people that I don't have relationships with, by people that I don't really know, by people that don't know me, that I don't know, like, and trust than I have ever felt by people that I have developed relationships with, right? Which is one of the reasons that I absolutely love network marketing so much because the people that you get to work with are the people that you know, like, and trust. You choose who you want to work with, right? You build these relationships as a relationship business. And unfortunately for me, Okay, my Facebook just shut off. So let's keep going on Instagram and I'm gonna keep going on the podcast and we'll figure out the Facebook thing later, okay? So fortunately for me, right, I can make money building relationships with people, right? I have found a niche, right, an area that um, people aren't like, you need to tone it down, you need to calm down, you are too crazy, like whatever, right? People are like, oh, you wanna be my friend? Like, let's be friends, let's get loud, let's go. Let's go, 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 right? So at some point I realized like, I can't implement all of these things. I just have to be authentically me. There is no other option and you know what? Guess what happened, right? So I kept getting told you need to be more professional, you need to dress more professional, you need to talk more professional, you need to tone it down, you need to be less aggressive, you need to be less loud, you need to calm down, you need to, you know, but, but be more like so and so, right? I kept, I keep getting this feedback. Still to this day, I get this feedback, right? It's a little, it's, to be honest with you, I guess I have not gotten that same feedback in a little while. I do still get the like be more professional feedback, but I'm probably always going to get that. I have a little bit of a potty mouth that I'm very honest. So sometimes in meetings with leaders, I accidentally like just say the words and I know that that's not okay. I need to respect their position. So that feedback, I can take it. I do get it. Like there is a time and a place for witty banter and it's not always, and I do need to learn that. So that's the feedback that I get still today. I've not been told that I need to dress differently in a very long time. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I think maybe times are just changing. Uh, but anyways, um, and also, like I said, I'm at home. So anyways, um, but guess what keeps happening or guess what kept happening? I, I don't want to say keeps happening. So I kept getting this advice and I kept getting promoted anyway. What? That's crazy, right? So I kept getting told if you want to be successful here, if you want the job of the person above you, if you want to move on to the next big opportunity, you need to change these things. But then when the next opportunity would come up, guess who would get it? Me, right? When I first got on this call, I told you guys that I had my very first release tonight, my very first release all by myself. And what that means is that I am in a leadership position that allows me to put code into production to be used by our customers and our brokers and our you know business I get to do that. Like I get to start to finish. Like that's really, really cool. Um, and I got to do it all by myself. Now I didn't do the coding, let's be real, right? And I I didn't run, I didn't even run the release. Like 
there are definitely people who still get to like, you know, tell me how it's going to go. But as far as like, you know, running the team that got to kind of own it anyways, it's a big deal from where I was at 11 years ago tonight felt really, really awesome. And it went really, really, really well. Everybody was in a great mood. Uh, it was very small. There's only three of us on the call, but it was quick. Um, got some questions answered. And I feel like, you know, I learned a couple of things where I messed up, where I can do better next time and uh, kind of how the process is going to play out. Like it's really, really good. And I, I have a relationship with the girl who owns or manages releases. And I feel like she's more willing to help to partner with me because she knows me, likes me and trusts me. Like, yes, it's her job. She probably is great to everybody. But for me, I feel like I can ask questions. I can be honest about not understanding or not knowing, right? Because I've developed that relationship. I didn't listen to the shitty advice, right? Um, so again, had my first release tonight, managed it from grooming to production. Super, super awesome. Um, and, you know, I got to dress like this, <laughs> but I could have dressed in whatever I wanted to because we're at home, right? But despite everything, right, another opportunity presented itself and I was given it. Despite the fact that I'm not professional enough or I'm too friendly or I don't dress right or my, I have a big mouth or whatever, right? You know what? I think that the advice that I'm being given by my leaders, all this advice that I'm telling you about that I used to get in the past, right, every three months, I feel like it, it's what was re, what was said to them. They're basically just repeating back to me what they've heard, right? So they don't actually believe that if I want to be successful, I need to be a completely different human. They don't believe that because if they believe that, they would stop promoting me, right? Like, I'm not trying to be cocky, but there's something about what I do that they like because they keep seeing me when the next opportunity comes. And I keep getting a chance to prove myself to move into the next promotion or move into the next opportunity, right? I think that it's generations and years, lifetimes. Again, from the time that we're like five years old, we're told color inside of the line. So when you show up working for somebody and you're doing everything but coloring inside of the line, they're uncomfortable. They're like, okay, you need to color inside of the lines because the fact that you're not is probably because you're insubordinate. You know, you don't respect me. You don't respect the position. They're not saying these things, but that's what a kid is made to feel like they're doing, right? So if a, a six-year-old is acting a certain way in kindergarten, and he's coloring outside of the lines and he won't keep his hands to himself and he won't get in the line and he won't take the pass with him when he needs to go to the bathroom and, you know, all the things, then he's a bad kid, right? His teacher, it's his teacher's job to get him under control. So I think that my, my leadership, right, feels like, oh my gosh, she's out of control. I need to get her in check because if she's out there acting, you know, hella crazy, then it's representative of me as if I can't control people that work for me, right? Because I don't, like I said, I don't actually think that they believe that I need to be X, Y, and Z because they keep promoting me, okay? Because eventually when I refuse to hide, they can't help but see me, right? And then my work speaks for itself. They're like, oh my God, she is loud and she is pretty crazy and she rubs me the wrong way a whole lot of times, but her work is kind of on point. People like her, you know, people are asking for her to be partnered up with, you know, maybe there's something there. Okay, let's see how she handles the next chance. Let's see how she handles, you know, the opportunity to have a deployment, whatever, right? So some of the, the best advice I've ever received from leaders in corporate America, not that, not any of that that I just told you guys, but recently, right? And long time ago too, 11 years ago, I've had really great managers, you guys. Again, this is not like me hating on any person at all, period. I think that this is years and years and years of bad advice that has just been passed down and passed down. I feel like it's like given in some sort of like workbook that's like, this is how you coach your staff, tell them to be professional and dress nice, right? Like whatever. And it just keeps getting repeated down. Right. So 
the best advice that I've gotten um, from my leaders in corporate America are um, one that's kind of funny is uh, if you ignore it for long enough, it'll fix itself. So that seems very like not the right way that you should do things, but it's kind of true. So sometimes, right, we create these burning platforms or, you know, um, fires out of situations that aren't actually that big of a deal. Um, and so th that's kind of fun advice, right? Like instead of making a fire out of the very first time that an issue is reported to you, sometimes if you'll just like, and like, let it simmer for a minute, make sure it's actually a big deal. It'll just kind of fix itself. So that's kind of funny advice that I really like from back in the day. Um, another uh, piece of advice that I've been given is haters going to hate, like haters are going to hate, right? Um, and let your haters hate because a lot of times they are the loudest people. And sometimes people wouldn't have even know, known your name if it wasn't for some hater pointing out the fact that you're A, B, and C, right? And then somebody looks over and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, Mm, hold on, you know, so a uh, hater's going to hate and let your haters promote you, right? Um, another one is focus on the positive, right? So instead of taking everything so personally and assuming that everything is bad and people are attacking you, find like the good shit in it, focus on the positive, don't take stuff so personally. Um, and then think about what you want to do next, communicate that and start working towards it right away. So a lot of times, right, we get into a position and we're like, this is good enough for me, but why not go ahead and verbalize what you think might be next, right? And start putting in the work because if your manager, your boss, your leadership knows what you want next, they can help you to watch for the next opportunity, right? They can help you to know when the next chance comes available and they can even start to put you into positions where good leaders will always start to put you in positions where you can show up as that next thing, right? If you want to be a release train engineer, for example, at work, a good leader, even if you're not a release train engineer will start to put you in situations where you are working with other release train engineers or you're getting to do that type of activity so that you can see if it's even something you like and so that other people can see you in that capacity. So anyways, things like be more professional, you know, be quiet, sit down, color inside the lines. These are not, this is not good advice. It's bad advice. Um, and I have found that even though I don't always take the bad advice, um, I still managed to somehow show up and get the promotion. So corporate America is really fucking weird. Um, and there's a freedom and network marketing that doesn't exist in corporate America. Balancing the two has been really, really, really interesting for me. But if you feel like, right, you're being smothered in a job and you want to look for the next opportunity, holler at your girl. I would absolutely love to continue to grow this with you and to run with you side by side, right? And let's look at, so something happens has happened to me when I reached a point where I realized that I could breathe easy, when I didn't have my home life and not being able to pay the bills on top of the fact that I was being pressured at work to be somebody that I'm not, right? So there's a balance there and we just have to find it. So anyways, be authentically you and never settle for anything else. Be yourself always, okay? You are the best version of you. Nobody can be you, so just be you, cool? And please remember to be nice to each other. It's really the most important thing we can do, all right? Peace.